Welcome back into Talk Off, everybody. It is Friday, January 20th. And if you listened to our last show on Tuesday, you are you should be very excited to uh, to listen to the start of this one. There was a uh, a side bet. Is that a fair is that a fair way to uh, to describe it, Zach? There was a side bet that was made between the uh, Cowboys and the Buccaneers you, game on Monday night. Yeah, if that's what you could call it, a side bet. It's actually the perfect no, I, way I to was, describe it. I would like to take this time to apologize to Jake, to apologize to the people. I, I was wrong. I was wrong. I, Jake even said it last episode. He said, one of us is going to look back and we're going to look so stupid. And it was me. I look so stupid. The Bucks played it like shit. That was crazy. So I feel like an idiot. I have prepared my poem as payment. And I'm ready I'm ready to shock the world with my Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe-ness. It's, that's just such a dark author and poet to, to, yeah, to no, compare this, yourself to. I'm sorry. To. I, I just like him, dude. What is wrong? Like, Nothing wrong. He's just, I mean, NFL team named after him. I'm, t- I'm always going to throw that in your face. I, but I like some my, of his my work, poem too. Today, though, is, saying it's a very dark poem. My poem today is more is more Seuss. It's more Seuss okay. today. All right. More. It's time for you to get up in it's front of the stuff. class and for you to present. All right. Let me let me get ready. Stretch it out. Right. Stretch. Stretch it out. Can we get it? Can we get some snaps? Yeah, some let's snaps. Get some, let's get some snaps. That's how they start it. All right. Jake. Jake the snake. Jake the snake can bake. Jake the snake can bake a cake. The Cowboys killed the Bucks. Writing this poem really sucks. Jake, can't believe you bet on Dak. Although I have to admit, he did a good job at quarterback. Thought I was going to be right. But unfortunately, the Bucks didn't even put up a fight. This poem is really bad, I know, yeah. This poem is really bad. I hope it made a lot of people mad. And one last fuck you to Tom Brady. He played that game like a big fat old lady. Thank you. Let's get get some snaps in here. Let's get some snaps. That was very good. That was that was very Dr. Seuss esque. That was very beautiful. You know, it pained. It, it really pains me that I had to write that. I was really hoping Jake would have to do it, but this is where we are. I think Tom Brady were terrible. Tom Brady would be very offended if he uh, if he heard you say that or read that. I think we can confirm now if Tom Brady hears that poem, it's officially confirmed he's not a New England Patriot next year. I mean, I guess. I hope he would forgive me. If I ever met Tom Brady and he was like, if he came up to me and was like, I heard that poem, you son of a fucking bitch. I I, I would be really happy, honestly, because then that means he would listen to our podcast. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I was going to say, if you ran into him on the street and he's like, like, hey, man, I'm Zach. And he's like, Tom, nice to meet you. Wait, aren't you that guy that... uh?" I wrote that poem that said I'm an old lady. <laughs> Big fat old lady, actually. The more adjectives in there, the better. Exactly. I, I wanted it to be slightly hurtful, but also playful, you know? I hear you. I hear you. That's why I went, like I said, I went for Seuss. So it is a special day today, and I wanted to point this out. Because at the time we are recording this on Thursday, it is 69 days until opening day. Woo! Woo! Yeah, baby. Get hype. Get hype. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good work, producer me. That was sick. So, Zach, I want to get your opinion on something. I was doing a bit of uh, doing a bit of research for today's show. That's never good. And I saw a quote from Brandon Belt. He was on, I guess, uh, it looks like it could be a, a podcast or a local radio station in Toronto. He's he's labeling the Blue Jays 
World Series favorites. And I kind of want to just get your opinion on that because I think that's a hot take. Uh, it doesn't surprise me coming from a, a player of the team, but it's just a little bit of a interesting thing to say when historically the Blue Jays haven't performed well in the postseason in the last decade or so. They've been kind of chokers in this role. Yeah, it's coming out and saying your World Series favorites. Is, you know, it's, it's a strong accusation, I guess I'll put it that way. I would put them more in the their World Series contenders, I think. I think they're definitely contenders for the World Series this year if you look at the pieces that Toronto has returning from last year and the pieces that they gained this offseason and Varsho and tons of other ones that we've talked about, including Bell. They're definitely World Series contenders. Are they World Series favorites? No. Everybody in the league knows that there are a few World Series favorites, and I think we would say the two New York teams are probably the top two, followed by Dodgers and, and the Padres, which is is most likely what it is at this point. Would not say Toronto is a World Series favorite. Didn't uh, Dave Roberts come out last year and say something along the lines of, like, we should be World Series favorites or, like, we're the ones to beat once we get into the postseason? Yes. I don't know, man. It just kind of seems like when you go out on a limb and label yourself to have crazy, crazy expectations. And, and the spring training hasn't even started yet. It just seems like you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, you you kind of are. Like you're, you're, you're just setting up the season for failure if you're already calling yourself World Series favorites because ever, anything besides World Series is now a disappointment. But I like the confidence you know, I really like Toronto this year. We've talked about it extensively on this podcast. I, I really like Toronto this year. They made good moves this offseason, so I would not be surprised if we saw them in the World Series. It's just interesting to come out and say we're World Series favorites. And I, I'd have to double-check on their odds for the World Series because I'm actually curious now to see what the... I mean, the Blue Jays, I, I'd have to imagine, have to be within, like, the top seven six or seven right for the for the best odds to make a run at the most title? like most likely i'm gonna i'm gonna fact check this right now but i do think it's a uh it's a strong claim in the meantime while while i fact check this we had a few signings this week zach not a lot oh, of activity yeah, we had, since since tuesday we had, but we had a little bit of movement on the on the scale we had we had two small signings to both of our both of our teams making making small moves still and one more that I don't know if you saw today there was one today oh overall this Chapman yeah. as well yes yeah, yeah you know let's talk about that one first get that one out of the way yeah let's get let, let's, let's uh, get into Chapman here let, let's just let's just call it what it is we're gonna do these short and quick All right, blind ready? reaction overall this Chapman overall this Chapman terrible man I hate him. I'm happy he went to the Royals. You know why? Because he's going to do nothing there. And I hope he rots in Kansas City. I really do. And that's my opinion on him. I don't hate him. I, hate I mean, him. I, I, to, to be to fair, I've, I haven't played in the same division as him for the last, what has it been, uh, six years now? Guy. Since. Seems like more. Yeah, it's definitely... Um, it must not be fun playing in the same division as him. He's just an annoying guy. I just don't like him. It's goes to Kansas City. Seven a year, years. Three and a half million. Seven years for the after being in New York. Yeah. I mean, look, he, he was gone. he was legitimately dominant from twenty sixteen until probably the middle part of two thousand twenty one for the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, but we we've seen with with relievers, it's just a thing in baseball we've seen. Relievers just don't last. They don't last. They're always there's never the best reliever one year is most likely not going to be the best reliever the next year and it's going to be somewhat different the year after that and the year after that and the year after yet the year after that. These relievers are very volatile and Aroldis Chabin is the number one example of that and he can't really stay healthy in the late in 
these later years of his career. And frankly, he's been useless for the Yankees who have a terrific bullpen. So he goes to the Royals, someone who can't really use him because they're not going to win a lot of games, but he'll eat the eighth and ninth inning for them and they'll win 60 games. Yeah. So for the Yankees last year, he was, he was pretty bad Four four six ERA over 43 appearances, nine saves, 36 innings, 43 Ks, 1.431 whip. These are certainly numbers of somebody who's on the back end of their career. Zach, I'm going to go out here and make a claim right now. I'm going to say, I don't even know if I'm going to give Chapman 20 appearances before he's DFA'd this year. I feel like this is this has DFA written all over it. Wouldn't be surprised. Eh, actually, they're so bad that it shouldn't even matter how bad he is. Uh, the Blue Jays, by the way, have the seventh best odds at plus 1,300 to win the World Series. Makes sense. I figured they would be around there. They have a good team. They have a good team. They they're gonna they're gonna be there come playoff time. So one of Jake's guys is now on the uh, the Red Sox. Adam Duvall signs a one year seven million dollar deal. This is a good piece for the one of Jake's favorite players ever. This 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 is a good uh, piece for the the Sox, in my opinion. So I, I I know a lot of people like the signing and and I I like Adam Duvall I, I'm fine with it, uh I mean he's a guy on the back half of his career but he's been in the league for a very long time and he's always been a solid hitter with a good glove in in center field as well. The only reason I don't like it is because this pretty much confirms what we were talking about last week, which is that Kike Hernandez is probably going to come to play shortstop now, right? Because of the injury to Trevor Story and. That's what I don't like. I I do like that we won't have to start Jaron Duran in center field for that to happen. We can Adam Duvall will be the everyday center fielder now, but I still don't like having to play Kike at shortstop. I I just love him in center field too much. I would have much rather signed a shortstop instead of Adam Duvall, like and Elvis Andrews, who's still a free agent, who still could be on your radar, right? I mean, he still could be absolutely, and and Duvall could be used more more in the DH, uh, and and move him around in the outfield. Maybe a contingency plan for Yoshida if you know he's not not great. I, but I wouldn't be shocked if they uh, slot uh, him in at first base sometimes. He's played first. I in don't the think he's. Go- I don't think he's going to. I really, I think Tristan Casas is. They're going to try to get him as many at bats as possible. You know, he did fair. battle injury last That's year, fair. so so they may try to you know watch it for a little bit. But they have talked about Justin Turner playing a lot of first base as well. So I think Duvall. I really think they signed him to play center field so they can move Kike to shortstop, and just the the middle infield of Kike Hernandez and Christian Arroyo just does not get me excited at all. But I mean, we'll see what happens to the Red Sox this year. It's it's really, I, I don't want to say it's a throwaway year because it's it's January, but but it, it's not looking great, and it's probably not going to look any better until at least twenty twenty five. Yeah, so I, I guess I have a question for you here. So you really let you you let a you let a pitcher go in free agency, who is probably at this rate the only guy who's been healthy for you guys in a decent amount of time, you get rid of, you, you let pretty much your real, your really only shortstop option walk, but you continue to sign these veterans to deals. So I'm just curious, what's the, what's the end goal here? Well, I, th- I really, I, th- I think the end goal for, for the season really was to try to get under the luxury tax. And that's why you saw – so the Red Sox had put in an offer to Nathan Eovaldi, and as soon as they saw that Xander Bogarts went to the Padres, they immediately went into, okay, let's get under the luxury tax. They were absolutely fine with being above it. If Xander was going to sign, he did not. So they said, let's try to get under it. That's why they pulled the offer from Nate 
And they're, that's, that's why I think they're making these weird moves that a lot of people don't understand. And, and Red Sox fans, if you're out there and you're listening, Hey, let me, let me speak to you guys. It's going to be rough. It's going to be a rough season. We're going to go through it. It's going to be bad. We're going to get a lot of guys probably in AAA that are coming back up again, just like last year, pitching for this team. So buckle in because it's going to be a rough season and it's probably going to be a rough 2024 as well. It, until until our next core of guys can come up from from AAA and AA and even single A, we're going to, you know, be in that kind of those bridge years. Yeah, and but going back to the Duval signing, I, I don't think this is something that Sox fans should really, you know, hang their heads low about. You're signing a guy who, let's not forget, in 2021 had 113 RBIs and 38 home runs. He's not he's not gonna he's not gonna hit for average, but this guy's got some serious pop. And if you give this guy if he's healthy and he plays 140 145 games, he can legitimately produce for you in a five six hole in this lineup. No, I'm not I'm not upset with the signing. I really I do like Adam Duvall. I think he's gonna be. A very good hitter, especially at Fenway. I think he's going to pull a lot, you know, over that monster in left field. But I, I, like I said, the only thing I don't like about it is that Kike Hernandez has to play shortstop. But that that's just the unlucky part of my life and the Trevor Story situation that has nothing to do with Adam Duvall. I I do like the signing. This this team really lacked pop last year and the year before. We were very low in home runs in the entire MLB. So I I like it. I like the signing. The other signing this week, the Metsies lock up Tommy Pham to a one-year deal. I'm not sure what the terms of that deal were. I didn't see any. I didn't, I didn't see, see any them. either. But I'll, I'll say one thing. Let's not invite Tommy Pham to the Fantasy Football League this year, fellas. Anyone on the Mets listening? Well, I... Th- I don't think anybody is going to make that mistake again. So we get we get Tommy Pham for additional outfield depth here. I know the, the team was looking for depth for a while in the outfield, and this was the move that ultimately we had to make. There obviously wasn't a lot of options in the free agent market. You probably would have had to look elsewhere for another option. And boy, when I tell you, like the Mets really had their sights set on Correa, and we probably could have done something like a Ben Attendi, kind of kind of pisses me off a little bit because I'd rather have Ben Attendi in left than Marcana. But I guess now we're well, stuck with a with a no, of course. But now, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not complaining with Canna out there, and we'll slot Tommy Pham in there to get some some solid amount of playing time. So it'll be interesting. I mean, I don't I don't really expect this guy to do anything crazy. Yeah, I This is simply Tommy a, Pham, Yeah, this is a veteran who's coming gonna, in to get at bats and play a role. So, I think a reasonable yeah, He's not going to Sorry, Zach, you can go. No, no, I'm just saying he, he I was just going to agree with you. He's not going to do anything crazy. He's going to be the fourth outfielder for the Mets and and the, the reason I like this signing is because the Mets losing out on Carlos Correa changes a, a ton of situations for them. You know, you that was going to be your everyday third baseman for the next bunch of years. And most likely they were going to slot Brett Beatty into that fourth outfielder slot in case Mark Hanna, you know, got hurt or started to suck. And there's a lot of a lot of the outfielders that the Mets have are very injury prone with Canna and Marte in the corners. So I think this is good that they get a fourth outfielder because losing Correa means that you have Escobar or Beatty starting at third. So you lose Beatty really with for that fourth outfielder because he has to become the everyday third baseman. Right. So I think it's good that the Mets go out there and grab an, a you know, fourth outfielder, just sit the bench, a veteran guy. He's been in the league a long time. Came to Boston last year, and although he didn't play that well, he kind of sparked the team in a little bit where – where we were really struggling and he came in and, you know, he had a week stretch where he had like four doubles or something like that. And 
and it really sparked the team. We went on a obviously a slight run because we were so bad last year, but he's a good he's a good guy. He'll hit the ball. He'll bring energy every single day. He's not a bad glove in left field, so why not? Yeah, it's a one year, six million dollar deal. And I don't, I don't, I don't hate the signing. Uh, I don't hate the signing at all. He's a good defensive player. He's quick. He, he's got a, he's got a, little, a decent amount of pop for a guy who will be coming off the bench and pretty much has come off the bench for the last few seasons. Uh, he's been definitely kind of a rolled guy and a utility guy to slot in and out. What'll be interesting moving forward into the season is there's been a lot of talk about Beatty maybe getting some reps in the outfield. As long as well as McNeil, which we've seen McNeil in the outfield now for two or three seasons. Another interesting thing that I saw today: the Mets are having David Wright go down to Port St. Lucie in a month to work with Vientos and Beatty at third. So it'll be interesting to see if their defense develops enough to maybe take away uh, some time from Escobar over there at third. And I think that's nice. it's definitely going to be tough because Escobar's he's a good hitter, man. He's a he's a really good hitter. I think that's something that was forgotten about during this whole Correa ordeal. The guy is still a very a very good major league hitter. I'm not going to call him go ahead and call him elite. I just, he's a very good hitter. It's better than we he'll we'll get better offensive production out of him than we can get out of Beatty and uh, Vientos. At least as of right now, what we've seen. I guess I guess that's fair. All right, you want to move into the uh, bulk of the episode? Let's move into the main segment of today's episode. Do you want me to introduce it, Zach, or do you do you want to introduce it? I don't. I don't. Uh, to be you frank, go ahead. With you, it was it was your idea, okay, buddy. man? So today we are going to take the 2023 MLB draft order, the top 25 teams in the draft of the first round. And this is the first year that they've been doing a lottery, which I love. Can we just talk about that for a quick second? How cool it is that Major League Baseball is doing a lottery now for the draft? I love it. I I absolutely love it. It it, it just it incentivizes winning and paying. And teams like the Oakland A's can't just keep losing and trying to get and get number one overall pick every time because it's just not fair to the rest of the league. I love the lottery. This is a huge step for baseball. You know in. I know, Zach, we've spoken about this before, what the next step is for baseball in terms of draft. I don't know how they're going to do it, but there needs to be a way to trade picks in some capacity. I do think that, that it's going to eventually come, some sort of trading picks or, or, or something of that sort. I think it's coming, but just not yet. Baseball is so behind on stuff like that because it's such an old sport. It's so weird, yeah. but... I do think it's going to I think it's going to come eventually. All right, not to get sa- sidetracked here. Let's get back to our our main segment here. So we're taking the top 25 teams in the Major League Baseball draft. Pittsburgh has the first pick. San Diego with the 25th pick here. We are taking the 2022. So it's an older list, but it's, it still holds well. The top 25 players ranked in Major League Baseball by Bleacher Report, I believe, right, Zach? Is that correct? Yeah, it is. So we are going to be drafting as if this was a fantasy baseball draft. And we're going to be not only necessarily picking who we think should be on these teams, but we're going to be picking guys who we think are good fits or maybe just even look cool in those uniforms. Yeah, I mean, we're going to pick good fits, good fits for the team, like I mean, if they're lacking in this place, obviously we're not going to, you know, go say we want to we want to put the Mookie Betts on the Phillies because obviously that's just not it's just stupid. They have so many people in the outfield like that's just not how it's going to work. We're obviously we're going to, you know, put put try to put people where they fit or where we think, you know, we've always wanted to see them play something like that. All right, Zach. So for the first pick, I'm going to flip a coin. Heads or tails, you call. Tails. It's tails. All right. All right, man. The Pittsburgh Pirates are on the clock. Who do you think the Pittsburgh Pirates should take to help steer their franchise in the right direction? 
All right, for Pittsburgh, you know, it, it, it's the early ones are going to be easy because it you can't pinpoint you can't really pinpoint what's wrong with Pittsburgh. One pitcher's not going to change them, one infielder's not going to change them. So I'm going to go with the all-around best player on the list and that's Shohei Ohtani. I would go Shohei Ohtani number 1. He can pitch, he can hit, he's young, he's the he's the best player in the game, most versatile player in the game. He's the only player who can honestly go to Pittsburgh and maybe make a big difference right away. I like it. I agree. This guy is a complete game changer. You know, it's going to be really fun, and I'm, I haven't really looked forward to a player's free agency. I'm, I'm trying to think who who I was really excited to see hit the open market. I, I kind of I want to say Harper. I was excited to see hit the open market. Just because he's such a fun player to watch play, but like Otani, man, is going to be so cool to see like what kind of numbers he's getting. There was a it's lot of reports awesome. he's gonna, saying he was going to get getting north half a billion of, north of five hundred. So it's going to be cool to yeah. see um, next off season all the uh, the news and press that comes out about Otani. So Otani goes one one to Pittsburgh in our fantasy redraft here. So with Washington right, gonna, on the clock, yep. you know I'm gonna I'm gonna like you said I'm gonna go with the easy pick here because I think he's the second best player in baseball behind Judge. Or excuse me, besides Otani, and I just gave away my pick. It's gonna be Aaron Judge. <laughs> um, if Otani wasn't a a pitcher and a hitter, I think Judge would be the best player in the game, hands down. A, a, a healthy trout would be the best player, but I'll, yeah, I'll leave that no, conversation for a rainy day. Um, yeah, that, that, that's an easy, that's an easy second overall pick. It's an easy second overall pick. The guy is just a absolute animal judge and judge would look so cool in those, in those red and Navy blue na- nationals threads. Which, by the way, oh, yeah. is not a real team. So have fun picking second for the. This is like the the. Let's see. In the past, like what decade they've had? Like they've had. I'm trying to think how many top five picks they've had. It's been so many because they're always so bad. So it's like I know. I'm so happy that the Nationals <laughs> suck again. So, Nats fans, dream it up. Judge is yours for this fantasy implication. He'll never be yours in real life. You suck. Next on the clock, the Detroit Tigers. This is honestly, this is honestly tough because I could put anyone on this team and they would be immediately so much better. But I think for the Tigers, and you might question me a little bit, but I'm going to give them Sandy Alcantara. Ooh, ooh. And that's because I, I want to throw it back to the Tigers days when the Tigers had just a nasty rotation and, and they were a team where you didn't want to go face the Tigers with Verlander and Scherzer and Porcello and, and they had all those and Z, Jordan Zimmerman. And it, 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 the list goes on. So I'm going to give him Sandy Alcantara because I, I think they deserve a, you know, a good young pitcher. He's absolutely dominant and I think it would be – a shit ton of fun. I like that pick a lot. Texas Rangers at the four slot. I am going to go pitcher as well with you here, Zach. And this this is also like a controversial pick because there's a lot of good players at the top of the board here. I'm gonna That's interesting. I'm gonna go and throw Justin Verlander to them. And I'll tell you why. Wow. The the Rangers have always been an organization who highly value their pitching. And I think if this was a real-life scenario, there's no shot they would let a Hall of Fame pitcher slip through their fingers here. Yeah. I I, I understand what you're saying, but again, I, I, this is a team that already has Jacob DeGrom. No, I know. For the, for the purposes of this exercise, I think this is what they would be doing. I understand. I understand. Historically, I mean... This is an organization who loves their pitching. Nolan Ryan, Bobby Witt, Kevin Brown. It's like 
Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer. So Absolutely. Absolutely. That's my pick for the Rangers. Next on the clock is the Minnesota Twins. Oh yeah, the Twins. Now, the Twins are kind of shit. And what they need, I think, is also pitching. And I think they need young pitching. So I'm going to give them Dylan Cease. Like it. I love Dylan that. Dylan Cease on this list is is very high, was very high on this list. And and if he wasn't for injuries, I think he would be staying that high on this list for the when the 2023 list comes out. The problem with Dylan Cease is that he's been fighting with injuries. If this guy's healthy, he is filthy, and watch out for the Chicago White Sox in real life. Because if he is healthy with Michael Kopech there and Clevenger and Giolito, they could be really filthy. So I'm going to put, for this exercise, I'm going to put Cease on the Twins, give them a good young pitcher to be the ace in their rotation. For the sixth pick, the Oakland Athletics, I am keeping this guy... On the West Coast, I am drafting Mookie Betts to the Oakland Athletics. I think the A's need a guy who's MVP caliber. He has the name. He's very marketable. He's a household name. They need somebody who is going to, for a lack of better terms, they need someone who's going to put ass in seats. That's fair. And this is And Mookie Betts does that. That's abs- That's absolutely fair. Kansas City is up next. No, oh, no, Cincinnati. Not. Cincinnati Reds Cincinnati. at the Cincinnati. seventh spot. Cincinnati's up next. And for Cincinnati, I'm also going to go with the outfielder route. And I'm going to give them Mike Trout. And, you know, th- there's, there's one reason why I'm giving them Mike Trout, and it's a stupid reason. And that's because they're also – the same colors as the Los Angeles Angels. And I can't see Mike Trout <laughs> yeah, I can't in any see him different color. Red. So I'm going to put him on the Reds because I can't see him in anything besides red. And he obviously would make them insanely better. There's an age problem, but don't worry about it. It's Mike Trout. Yeah. Uh, healthy, best player in the game. No doubt about it. The Kansas City Royals. This is an interesting pick I'm going to throw out here. The Royals have some really, really good prospects. They got Bobby Witt, who's already played a. He's he was great last year, wasn't he? Or am I? Yes, he was. Okay, who's that? Who's that prospect? They have the shortstop. You're putting me on the spot here. Yeah, sorry to to throw you on the spot. Anyways, I'm sorry. Bobby Witt has been playing a lot of third for them, right? Yes. All right. So. I know Bobby Witt can play short as well. I know he played a lot of short coming up in the minors. I'm going to move him back to shortstop. And the Kansas City Royals at eight will be drafting Manny Machado. I like it. They need a guy who is a power hitter, a gold glover in the field, Kind of has that swagger to him. Casey needs to bring that swag back, man. Like when they were going to back to back World Series, like that team had that team was sick. That team had vibes. That team, that had, team had vibes. vibes. They that, were kicking your ass had, and they were having fun. They had while like doing Cubs it. vibes. Yeah, they had like Cubs vibes. Some of those teams, man, that just go on runs like that, just have vibes. Like the, uh, like the, like the. Tw- 2013 Red Sox team, the bearded team. That yep. team just had vibes, dude. I had it's, a... That's how you go deep in the playoffs sometimes. I had a Red Sox shirt that had like all the beards on them. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, Have you seen I know those? Exactly I, what I you're had one about. of those shirts because I, exactly I like, loved that Red Sox team. And I was like, I need to buy one. So I bought one of those shirts at like Models back in the day. So many beards on that so team. That was, that, was, that was fun to watch. Colorado Rockies at the nine hole here. Yep. With the ninth pick, Colorado Rockies are going to take Jordan Alvarez. Ooh, I love that and, pick, man. That's such a good I pick. Picked, I pick Alvarez here. Just for the absolute nukes that we would see him hit in Colorado. With that stadium, that elevation, and a power hitter like Jordan Alvarez, the guy is good for probably 70 home runs. I'm not even kidding. 
it would be insane to watch him hit in Colorado on a daily basis. That would be insane to play 80 games in Colorado if he was if he played there. So that's why I'm going to put him on the Rockies. You know, give him, give him a little star power. You know what would be fun? Alvarez is a free agent in 2029. He'll be 32 years old. It would be really fun to see a team like the Rockies go after a power hitter like him. I mean, they've made a move be, like Brian. It would be insane. It would be insane, and it wouldn't happen. But like, come on, guys! Like, ownerships have to. We start have to talk addition money out. We we have to talk about things that won't happen, or else we'll run out of things to talk about. Yeah, no, I agree with you. The Miami Marlins at ten. Hello. Uh, <laughs> the Miami Marlins <laughs> at ten. This is an interesting pick. Because my gut instinct here wants me to go pitching because they no longer have Alcantara in this draft. They left them unprotected. That's true. But I still think they're lacking that big name. Ever since they've lost Stanton, Ozuna, Yelich, like they've missed like big bats in Miami and when like those guys are hitting the shit out of the ball it's a lot of fun to watch in that ballpark so I'm going to be taking Nolan Arenado to the Miami Marlins I like a guy who is a lockdown third baseman and Arenado's without a doubt the best the be- he's got the best glove at third and he's got a pretty damn good bat to back it up with and I think he would look he's, great in those uniforms because I'll tell you one thing he if, is the best player ever. I was not a fan originally when the Marlins rebranded and they moved down to Miami. I was not a fan of those jerseys. The orange ones, I was not a fan of them. The new rebrand mm-hmm. that they've been doing, Zach, I'm, I really like it actually. Yeah. The black, it, it looks really good. Those black yeah. uniforms, it kind of gives me old Florida Marlins vibes. So I, I like kind of like the new ones. Yeah. Too. So I miss I miss Florida Marlins. I miss days. the Florida the, like, Marlins because I, I don't know. I, every time I see like Florida Marlins, I think it's just the best thing ever. The only or the team, old like the when they were the Devil Rays. Yes, hundred percent. And they had the black ones and and with the huge stingray. You know what I'm talking about? I know what you mean. Those jerseys were sick. The Miami Marlins, the only team in the National League East to have never won the division title. Well, they suck. That makes sense. The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim at the 11th pick. Yep, the 11th pick. The Angels, the problem with the Angels last year was everything, but they do lose Mike Trout, which is sad. They also lost Shohei Otani because, you know, they left him unprotective. Somebody, somebody drafted him. But I'm not going to fill either of those holes. I'm going to fill the hole at shortstop, and I'm going to take Francisco Lindor. I like that a lot. The Angels have a huge hole at shortstop. Last year was like a platoon of uh, Andrew Velasquez, Tyler Wade. Like I don't even know. And this year, I think the plan might be Gio Urshela, and that's just disgusting. So I am going to give them Francisco Lindor. They can be so happy with him, and I hope that he is so good on the Angels. I wish we, this would actually happen in real life. This would be fun if we could actually do this. To teams. This would be cool. You know what we should do? You know, it'd be a fun thing to do. Move what? these players to these teams in MLB the Show and simulate seasons. Ooh, that would maybe be cool. maybe we'll do that. We have some more maybe. free time on our hands. The Arizona Diamondbacks, the twelfth pick. Zach, this is a team who I feel bad for Diamondbacks fans because the highs for them have been very high. The lows have been very low. They always have these very young, promising prospects who never really pan out for them. I mean, you have to be kicking yourself if you're a a D-backs fan for the fact that you let Swanson go. Um, I am taking a young guy here, and this is the first guy who we've drafted 20 and up i am going excuse me 20 in the rankings and up i'm going j-rod no and i'm and i'm and i'm and i'm drafting young talent to arizona you are blowing this draft why would you do that 
because they need young talent. And this guy has. Do you know who the best prospect in baseball is? Who? Corbin Carroll. Do you know what position he plays? Center. Center but field. Do you know what team he's on? Arizona Diamondbacks. Well, you just he, put two of the best young center fielders on the same team. Well, they'll figure they it out. They need so much more than that. Well, they'll figure it out. This adds star power for him. I hate you. No, I'm just kidding. All right. I respect the pick. That would be a sick outfield. It would be a sick outfield. It would be the best outfield. That would, that would be insane to have two of the best young outfielders in the game, probably. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Carroll hasn't really played yet, but. We're just assuming. All right, Chicago Cubs. Chicago Cubs up next. And for the Chicago you know, we've talked very highly about the Chicago Cubs, and we love the Chicago Cubs. And there's one thing we've talked about the Cubs not having, and that is starting pitching. So I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to give them Carlos Rodon. Love it. They get a nice lefty in there. He's I'm telling you, he's proven he can stay healthy now. He's fine. He will be great addition to the Cubs. Finally get an ace in that rotation that's not Marcus Stroman or Jamison Tyone. Those guys can step back, step into easier roles, and have Rodon go out there and throw 190 innings and strike out 230 fucking people. So that's why I'm going Carlos Rodon on the Cubs. That would be sick, and they would be really good if that happened. With the 14th overall selection for the Boston Red Sox. Oh, no. Don't do me dirty. I am taking Jose Ramirez, baby. I'm filling that gap at third base immediately. I think you have to think this is is probably the only pick that you make here, right? Why are you filling it? I don't understand why you're filling a gap at third base. Devers is still there. He wasn't on the list. Oh, fuck. I am so dumb. I thought Devers was on this list. We haven't now. All right. Well, I can't go back on the pick. So uh, go back. You can. No, you can okay, go back. Okay, you can okay. go back. Thank you. Absolutely. Go ahead. Thank you for that. I haven't. I haven't that erased was, it from my list yet. That was, so that was a gift. I am taking Paul Goldschmidt. This is a guy who would absolutely hit the shit out of the ball at Fenway. And and he just looks he, he reminds me of a guy who would fit well in with like the Boston culture. I understand. I mean you block Tristan Casas a little bit and that's a little saddening. Oh, well, it's he's okay. trade bait okay. now. I would have went with someone else and who who I would have went with is gonna be my pick right now for the Chicago White Sox. That's gonna be JT Romuto. He will slide into this White Sox team and immediately impact the team who has struggled at the catcher position for the last couple years. They have gotten absolutely nothing out of Yasmani Grandal for the past two years, and it has killed them. He can't catch. He can't hit. He, he looks like an old man out there, and he's really not as old as people think. I, and JT would just come in and immediately impact this team in a way that I don't think a lot of people could. So that's why I'm picking him for the White I Sox. I like that pick a lot. With the 16th overall pick, San Francisco Giants, I'm going to go ahead and draft uh, Aaron Nola. The Giants in the past two seasons have lost Kevin Gosman and Carlos Rodon. And this is a team who historically has had great pitching. I mean, when I think of the Giants, like the names that come to head are like Matt Cain throwing a perfect game, Lincecum throwing um, two no-hitters. Mm-hmm. So this is a team who, in recent memory, has had great pitching. And I think you follow that right back up, and you go right back to the well, and you grab the best pitcher on this list, in my opinion, Aaron Nola. I like it. I like it. All right, next next team up is the Orioles. Now, for the O's, we've t- we've also we've talked about the Orioles and what they need, and that is also pitching. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of pitching left on this list, but there is one guy left, and that's Max Fried. So I'm going to give Max Fried to the Baltimore Orioles. They have their pitching; they have don't have one ace. They have five number threes, three number threes, and two four and fives. So they need an ace. Max Fried would impact this team immediately and just be an absolute dominant lefty for them. So. 
I think they need they need a starting pitcher. For everyone wondering why Degrom or Scherzer aren't on this list, I'm confused. Also, I don't know if Scherzer's top twenty five, but Degrom uh, was taken into consideration that um, this was based on twenty twenty one stats, and uh, he didn't have that great of a twenty twenty one season for Degrom standards. No. Yeah. Uh, actually, he was hurt all year. We should actually no. Maybe what we'll am do, I? Maybe... What am I saying, dude? I'm thinking of. Okay. What am I saying? Okay, DeGrom, the first day. half of the season up until July, was going to win MVP in the National League. Yeah. This was under the assumption that DeGrom... This was under the... Okay, so now that I'm reading into this, this was under projected stats, and they projected DeGrom to have a 5-4 record, 3-8 ERA. It only pitched 64 innings because they assumed that... Um, he would get he hurt. He would probably get hurt. So yeah. that's besides the point. Maybe we'll do it again when uh, when the 2023 list comes out. Right, maybe. So, I'm sorry, who'd you pick for the O's at 17? Uh, Max Freed. Yeah, that's, that's a good pick. Now, now they'll have two lefty pitchers in Means and uh, Freed in there. Mm-hmm. The Brew Crew on the clock at 18 overall. Man, this is this is this is a tough pick. It's getting tough. Now. It's getting tough, and I think I'm going to go. To be honest with you, I see Freddie Freeman on this roster. I see Freddie Freeman on this roster, so I'm going to go Freddie. I love Freddie. He's he just seems like such a nice guy, and he's such a talent in this game. MVP caliber player. He fits this. He fits the mold of this team and the look of what this team is trying to put out on the field. Just a fun guy. So I'm going Freddie Freeman. You took my pick. You took my pick for later on. Not for this one, but for later on. The Tampa Bay next Rays. team is the Tampa Bay Rays, and for the Tampa Bay Rays, I have a. I don't. I'm. I'm debating between two. But I, I, I'm going to give him Andres Jimenez because I feel like Andres Jimenez kind of looks like he should be on the Rays. You know, it's just like a contact guy, just developed steel bags, talent, bunt. Yeah, yeah, it developed just raw talent. Just, a, just a great overall player. Definitely a great clubhouse guy. I, I absolutely would love if he was on the Rays. Well, I would hate it because they at least. But I think he would be really solid on the Rays, and they would be able to develop him in. A phenomenal way. I love this pick. So next on the clock, 20th selection, Toronto Blue Jays. I, this is in like, it's getting tougher. I am going to add to their bullpen here and I'm going to throw Edwin Diaz in the Blue Jays pen. I like that. You bring in a guy, Diaz, who is the best closer in the game, best reliever in the game, has the most electric stuff. Damn near unhittable. And I think if you add him into the mix with the Blue Jays, maybe Brandon Bell could be correct in saying that the World Series favorites. You never know. Next up, St. Louis Cardinals. And... Because of the loss of Nolan Arenado, I am going to put Jose Ramirez on this team. I think Jose Ramirez would slide in immediately on this team and just absolutely rake. This is this is a guy who can has the ability to pop 40 home runs if he really wanted to from the left or the right hand batter's box. And also at the same time, hit like 310 with 30 stolen bases. This This guy is nuts. And he slowly, slowly does it every single year. And every single year, people count him out. And he is just unbelievable. He's, oh, and he's always in the MVP conversation. He's, he's always in the MVP conversation because he's always hitting around 300. He's always close in RBIs. So he's top in runs. He, the guy is just a, an all-around beast of a player. I agree. That's a very good pick to send him to St. Louis. We're down to the final four now. The Seattle Mariners. 
boy, this is tough. And I think, you know, you lose you lose J-Rod in this draft. It's true. It's sad. It is sad. And I and I think they have enough no talent left, in that. I think they have a lot of talent in that offense. But where this team would be really scary is if they still had a lockdown closer. I'm going back-to-back picks with closers here. And I'm adding Emmanuel Classe. No way. To dude. this roster. They have Paul Seawald. And Andres Munoz. They would have the most elite bullpen in the league. That would actually be like the craziest bullpen. Yep. Like ever. If you had, if you had, if they had Andres Munoz go in the seventh, Paul Seawald go in the eighth, and then close it down with Emmanuel Class A, I would poop my pants. Yeah. And I think everybody who went to Seattle would die. This would be a, that would You're be just a, not scoring. a two. Probably you could make the argument one of them would become a specialist and then a setup guy and probably Seawald and then a lockdown guy in Class A. You're talking about three guys who legitimately together would probably put together a sub two ERA. Mm-hmm. Well, again, you steal my pick because I was trying to save Class A for San Diego to be the setup man for Josh Hader, but apparently that's not going to happen. But my next team is the Cleveland Guardians. They have the next pick. And for the Cleveland Guardians, this is a tough one, but they lose Andres Jimenez in this draft, and I think they need a second baseman to step up and play next to Ahmed Rosario, and that's Jose Altuve. So I'm going to give him Jose Altuve, and he's immediately an MVP candidate, and he is every year. He's an absolute beast. Nobody understands how this 5'6 guy can hit 415 foot home runs it makes no sense but he's just that good he's that the guy can just he just knows how to hit the ball it's crazy it's insane it's insane he's definitely he's probably not even probably he's definitely a hall of famer and probably on his way to 3,000 hits so oh yeah final two here moving in the atlanta braves this is this is really tough here because there's one guy on this board. There's two left on the board here. Dansby Swanson, Trey Turner. And it comes down to the scenario where it's like obviously the Braves in this in this situation would be picking Swanson. But I think Trey Turner is the better player, so I'm going Trey Turner to the Braves. No. This adds a whole nother element to their team. Speed, man. This is a guy who could legitimately... Now, Swanson can give you 25, 26 home runs a year. Turner can do the same, and he can swipe 30, 40 bags a year for you, if needed. So, And he has the versatility where, if you need to, he could play the outfield. So I'm going Trey Turner to the Braves. And the Braves would probably make this deal, even though Swanson's still on the board, just because Atlanta's ruthless, man. They're cutthroat to get yeah. to the playoffs. I was really hoping you were going to pick... Dansby, so I could put Trey Turner on the next team, which is the Padres, the 25th and final pick of our draft. They're going to get Dansby Swanson here. I don't really like it. I really would prefer to put Trey Turner on this team to play second base and then have an infield like no other, but that didn't happen. I'm going to put Dansby on this team, move Xander Bogarts over to third, and have Dansby play short. That team would be nuts, and Dansby had a great year last year. All right, well, that's our uh, redraft, our fantasy redraft, the top 25 players in Major League Baseball aligned with the top 25 picks in this upcoming year's Major League Baseball draft. This was a fun little, fun. Fun little segment. That was fun. All right, I think we should get into everybody's favorite segment of the week. Florida man Friday. We should get like, we should get hire some people to like sing it. So like Jake can press a button. And when we call it, it's like Florida man Friday, you know, like uh Doofenshmirtz, but like better singers, obviously. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like that. It's exactly what I was thinking. I'm of, sure. Actually. We can, the internet's a, a wild west. I'm we sure there's someone out there to do it. I think we need to figure that out for maybe for next week. We'll 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 send some some emails. If you want to send us an email, talkoffproduction at gmail.com. 
It's a good email. Does anybody want to go first for Florida Man Friday? I can I can lead us off here. Go for it. So my uh, my article this week is oh wow my microphone are you okay my microphone just <laughs> oh god you better hold it up okay so I'm now holding my microphone hopefully that didn't uh, distort the audio like crazy or the viewers no, didn't hear fun. anything someone's gonna be driving and hear a a uh, a crazy sound oh hand is stuck in here okay we're good we're you know what we're gonna we're just gonna go with the flow here florida man arrested for dui after mistaking bank drive-through for taco bell so this guy on a wednesday afternoon as anybody is is having a little fun taking a little stroll had a few drinks get this guy's keys he's trying to find a taco bell man He's, he's hungry he wants to get some grub and he pulls into a bank thinking it's a Taco Bell. And the workers are like, dude, what are you doing? You here to make a withdrawal, a deposit? You ain't here to get a crunch wrap, bro. <laughs> so the manager okay? told deputies that after beating on the car's window for, in quotes, some time, he was able to finally wake up the driver. Upon waking up, the driver asked the manager for a burrito before driving away. After being informed he was not at a Taco Bell, deputies later found the car and made an arrest for impaired driving. I'm now going to fix my mic while I pass it off to Zach. I feel bad for that guy who wanted a burrito. But my Florida Man Friday is, you you know, a little bit different from Chris's, you know, no burritos. Title of the article is Florida Man Tries Robbing Publix with Stapler. So this young man walked into a Publix, slid a note to the cashier lady, and and it said, I have a gun. Give me all the money that you have in the register. He did not have a gun. It was a stapler. The lady called the police. The police came. They eventually arrested the man for armed robbery and found him with no gun, no BB gun, nothing that looked like a gun. The man was just holding a stapler in his pocket. What an idiot. I, th- I really thought they only did that in movies, but apparently they also do it in Florida. I, I, f- I feel like I, I, I don't even know what to say about this guy. Like, how stupid can you be? So that was Florida Man Friday, everybody. Florida Man Friday, the greatest. Chris is going crazy with this mic right now. He is. I'm having a lot of trouble. I'm having a lot of trouble over here right now. Well, why don't you just wait until we're done? Negative. This has to happen now. All right. All right. Apparently, that needs to happen now. We'll give Chris a little bit more time by getting into some music. It's time for picks, everybody. by Riverside. Guys, I'm back. I have have, have now mounted my, my microphone on my desk. That was uh that was a scary moment. I had I, look I don't I, I don't want to be a hero or anything, but I just saved my left hand from getting absolutely demolished by this microphone. It's a pretty heavy microphone. Um and I put my hard hat on and like the handyman I am, I adjusted it back onto my desk. So um I don't Reflex. want a round of applause, but I'm not going to say no to one. So Unfortunately, we will not be giving you one, but we will ask you for your pick. What's your pick? So my pick this week, I'm going back to college hoops, baby. I am taking Villanova plus four against the St. John's Red Storm Friday the night. St. John's Johnnies? The Johnnies, baby. I'm, I'm betting against the Johnnies. I am taking Nova plus four at the Garden. Villanova is a team who has 
they have dropped their last let's see here they've dropped the last three out of four games they've played so this is a team who is struggling without Jay Wright I mentioned this previously I lost my last Villanova pick this is a revenge game for me Villanova is coming into New York they're coming into the world's most famous arena in the garden and they are going to dominate the St. John's Red Storm or at least cover plus four Villanova plus four that'd be nice Love a good cover. Jake? Yeah, I'm going to switch things up a little bit. Um, Keep losing these hockey bets. So I'm going to go with the NFL Jags-Chiefs game. We're going over 53. I'm just hoping for a lot of points. Trevor Lawrence never loses on Saturday. He's going to go off. Pat Mahomes is going to go off. A lot of points. Never loses on Saturday. I actually like it. I really like that game. It has the potential to be an absolute, absolute shootout, and I really hope it is. All right. I guess that means it's me. And picks are hard to – wins are hard to come by nowadays. They really are. Been struggling a lot. Kansas lost on Tuesday. Overtime game winning dunk by Kansas State crushed my dreams. It was just, it was very sad. So I'm four and five now, got to get back to 500, and I got to do it the only way I know how. The only way I know how is to follow the alma mater. We're going Marist Red Foxes. Sing the fight song again. Sing the fight song. Sing the fight song. (laughs) I don't remember. Marist Red Foxes. Woo! That's going to be the new fight song. We got to roll Foxes. We got Marist. Minus two and a half against the St. Peter's Peacocks in Poughkeepsie, New York on Marist campus. I love the Red Foxes. They're going to get me back on the winning train. Let's go. Screw St. Peter's. They went on a run, so everybody transferred. They have no one. They lost Doug Eddard. That's the only person who was a beast for them. Let's go, Foxes. Roll Foxes. Fuck the Peacocks. Yeah. Did you win the last Maris? I think it's time for roulette. Did you now. win the last Maris bet? Of course I did. They were plus five and a half and they won by 17. All right. So it's time for, for roulette. We're always, we're always. This part of the show is becoming really sad. It's by becoming the way. really, really sad. Um, I just want to win. So do I, man. I really want to try something different here. Oh, trying some. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, oh, shit. We have a live dealer. Are we in? Let's go. Live dealer. Oh, okay. So the, the random Let's number see. is twenty five. Live on. The we YouTube. we didn't feel great about this pregame pregame pre-show. Are we spinning? We're doing live We're roulette spinning. right now on stake. Well, so man. we have a real dealer. We're spinning. Oh, 26. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my god, are you kidding me? That's twice now where we've gotten the, the oh, number so right cool. next to... I thought our number was 26. 25. 25. Oh, fuck. Well, we'll next time. No, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of it. This is stupid. Zach, Zach, random number one over oh, through thirty seven right now. Go. Just go. Just don't just seven. Don't, what? Seven, 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 seven. All right. We're doing we're doing a, an extra spin for the weekend. <laughs> Another one. So, like we said last episode. Okay, we are we thing. are spinning. We are spinning. We are spinning. We are spinning. It's gonna hit, it's gonna hit, it's gonna hit. Oh seven, my seven, god! Seven. Are you fucking kidding me? It was twenty five. <laughs> are you serious? Are you serious, dude? <laughs> of course it was. Oh no way. There's no way. There's... Oh my god. That is absolutely that is crazy. That is crazy. I that's that's what I'm saying. We're destined never to get it. We're not gonna get it ever. That's that's nuts. Wow, that was unreal. 
That Once again, everybody, if you want to uh, support this podcast, uh, follow us on social media at the Talk Off Pod on uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Check it out. Give us a follow. Give us a subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. We love all of you. And remember, guys, you are one day closer to opening day than you were yesterday. Yes, you are. Enjoy the weekend, everyone. See you guys. Sit on the couch. Eat some some crappy food. Drink some crappy beer. Watch some football. Have a good weekend, everybody. Come back on Tuesday.